Hey guys, welcome to episode 66 of the Convenient Counselor podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And my self-care this week includes picking strawberries with my kids, and honestly, lots of extra prayer. And I sure hope you are taking time for self-care this week as well. And I'm so glad you're listening today. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to access therapy topics on your time. Counseling, therapy, mental health. My goal is that these terms and these topics are relatable, accessible, and not as intimidating as you might think. Today, we are diving into two listener-submitted questions. These are questions that can be sent in anytime through my website, convenientcounselor.com. You can fill out the contact form, and if you want to leave it anonymous, you can. You can just type in some random letters or give me a fake name. None of that matters. The point is that you can ask a question in a safe space, and I really enjoy hearing what's on your heart, and what you're wanting to know more about from a counseling perspective. So this is part two of our Q&A series, and I have two questions for you today. The first one is a question that I actually received at the Pure Joy Conference, and it was such a great question that I wanted to repeat it here so that we have it on record (laughs) of answering it. But the question was worded so beautifully. It says, How do I lovingly support a spouse dealing with depression? This is a fantastic question and one that unfortunately lots of us have dealt with, whether we are the spouse who's dealt with depression or we are the one trying to support a spouse that is dealing with this mental health issue. Let me first start by saying the fact that this person submitted it saying, how do I lovingly support? Not just how do we deal with this? What? checklist items do I need to do to get my spouse through this? It's how do I lovingly support? So right there, so much of this has already been answered by loving this person right where they're at. You're going to be more supportive than most people who are just trying to fix a problem. But on a practical side, the first thing I advise any spouse of someone dealing with depression to do is to learn more about depression. It's really hard to help someone or to know how to anticipate needs or be helpful when you have no idea what's going on. And I'm not saying you have to have experienced it to understand it, but have you read up about depression? Have you understood what are things that can contribute to it and make it worse? Have you spotted signals in your spouse that, you know what, I think something might be happening or something's off and this is what I've seen in the past that contributes to it or anything like that. So education is key in supporting your spouse. Also, another part would be asking your spouse what you can do to support them. Do you need to just listen? Do they need you to offer advice? Do they need you to make the call for a counseling appointment? Maybe they don't have the motivation or the drive to do anything to take that first step of self-care and you can be that person for them. And finally, to lovingly support someone dealing with depression, don't remind them that they're dealing with depression. (laughs) I, I know this might sound silly, but as someone who has dealt with depression in the past and 
I know the emotional toll that takes on a family, this spouse already knows that what they're dealing with is causing more work for the people in their lives. And it can be so isolating and so discouraging and such a vicious cycle to feel like you are letting people down or you are being a burden, but yet also not knowing how to dig yourself out of that pit. Instead, if you can let your spouse know that you are in this together, that they are not alone, that you are going to help them walk through this. And sometimes that requires you finding someone that you can vent to, that you can safely talk about how it's really hard to support a spouse with dealing with depression. I get it. It's something that you shouldn't have to bear alone. So if you can find a support system or someone who can kind of just keep you propped up for a little while emotionally outside of your spouse, because it's not easy to do alone. So to the person who submitted this question of how to lovingly support a spouse dealing with depression, I think it's wonderful that there's such a desire and such a love just in the wording of that question. And I have no doubt that your spouse is going to feel supported. The second question today, I also love, and it's something that those of us who have children who are school aged and have been home more in the past year, we can certainly relate to this. The question is, how do I ask my kids for space when we have been together nonstop? I don't want to hurt their feelings, but I also know I have to get my sanity and that requires me having space from them. (laughs) Oh, I so understand. And I love this question because again, the heart behind it is I don't want to hurt their feelings. I love my children, but I need my space. So I applaud your self-awareness. I applaud the fact that you want to communicate your needs. These are all great starting points because the ability to model that for your child saying, guess what? Mommy or daddy needs a little space. We need to miss each other. That is something we say sometimes in our house when we've been together for more than a day or two on end. And for those of us who have been home a lot more with our kids this past year, it can be difficult to have that struggle or that fine line of, I'm supposed to be enjoying every moment. And, you know, all the cliches that people tell you who have grown children. But those of us with small kids at home, you think, I don't enjoy every single second. And you know what? If I see their face or hear my name or they're arguing one more time, I might lose it. So here's the deal. You can model healthy self-care to your children without hurting their feelings. You can let them know we all need to have our own alone time. You need to have time to gather your thoughts each day. You need to have time maybe to pray. You need time to be able to operate independently from each other. And then when we come back together at whatever designated time, we are that much more excited to see each other, to hear what you did during your alone time, what you did during time away from each other. But if there is guilt associated with distancing yourself from your children, even if it's still within the same walls of your home, that might take a little more digging. Why do you feel guilty? What voice or influence is telling you that it's a bad thing for you to take time away from being with your kids all the time? 
And granted, there are some of you who leave in the mornings and work a job and see your kids in the evenings, and you still need a break from them because (laughs) it's just a lot. Parenting is a 24-7 job, and there are times you still want to take that break, and that is okay. I always circle back to your children are learning how to be a human under your care, and that includes vocalizing your needs, vocalizing what might be best for the whole group or just for you and your child, and that it doesn't always have to be an emotional thing. You can be very matter of fact or pragmatic about it. Listen, if we take 30 minutes apart and each read our book, then we can come back together and talk about what we just learned. Or I'm going to run the store by myself while you stay home with mommy or daddy. Then when I get back, you can show me something. There, there can be an exit and a reentry strategy for the time apart. Some of you will have kids who need a clear-cut plan. <laughs> Others can function more in just free play or, hey, let's give it an hour. Let's all have quiet time. Let's do something separate so that we can come back together again. But as your podcast therapist, (laughs) I am saying it is okay to let your kids know we need to miss each other for a little bit, and then we will be so excited when we are back together again. Thank you for those awesome questions. And if you have any more, like I said earlier, you can always submit it on convenientcounselor.com or on any of my social media pages at The Convenient Counselor. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead.